Brad Nelson, Andrea Tessman, this is the last episode where we are in separate countries. For I, Kirk Buckner, the owner, the operator, the instigator, the of mastermind, the chief cook and bottle washer. I thought you, one of you was going to say the head masturbator, but <laughs> uh, that's pretty much a given. Do we really need to say that, Kirk? I am married, happily yeah. married. Flex your arms. Which one's bigger? Okay. <laughs> Moving right along. But yes, Moving I right am. Along. <laughs> Moving from Barbados to the wonderful country of Canada. And we're actually going to be able to do this in a similar time zone soon because I'm going to move from the Atlantic time zone to the central time zone. And Brad, you have picked an interesting one and one that might be kind of apropos for where I'm moving in Winnipeg. You've picked half breed i did why'd you pick it i picked this one because this was number one my birth month and year not your birthday no not my birthday what was your do you know what when that was number one on your birthday this is the closest thing to number one on my birthday well there would be a number one on your birthday though oh maybe it lasted for a couple of days oh it's not just a day it's a week They, they go in weeks yeah, that's kind of what I thought. Hang on here. <laughs> Andrew, you were you with the wrong me. song, Brad. No, no, I got the right song. Well, either way, this is the song we've got. Well, we're looking at that. And Brad's doing this in the spirit of which this is intended. He's going to shit all over this. I'm oh, yeah. not. Uh, but I, and I'm really looking forward to having a discussion on this one because this is one of those songs to me that. If you look at this in a vacuum with our 2022 eyes, you look whole and you look, the first thing, thing you what have the is- What the fuck? Yeah, yes. exactly. Especially, this could not have been done. The way that it was done, it could not be done today. Not only that, because you just type share half-breed and that image of share on the horse. Yeah. With, with I mean, the okay. That is downright offensive only because of the fact Cherokee didn't wear headdresses. There is, that's not the only way, reason that's offensive. <laughs> okay. Not the only reason. But what if it was a chair oaky? Get it? <laughs> An oaky chair? Oh. It's a sherry oaky. Okay, and, and again, we just have to also realize we're three very white people. Uh, speak for yourself. Two whiter people. Uh, this, this is the result of a bunch of Europe getting together and saying, eh, let's have an orgy. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, but okay, let's take ourselves back to 1973, your birth year, your birth month. Cher was on top of the world, and this was stage two of her career. Stage one being the 60s hippie uh, flower child person with Sonny Bono. This was stage two as part of Sonny and Cher, the TV show. This is right around the downfall of Sonny and Cher. Well, as a it's, it's right as she starts to go out on her own and gets great success, whereas Sonny Bono kind of fades. Um, as he should. Mm-hmm. Shara was always propping Sonny up for sure. I'm sure in many ways, just to like get the cookies from the cookie jar. She was a lot taller. You know? 
<laughs> he wasn't getting the top shelf stuff himself, eh? No. He, well, but you know, there, but I have an affinity for Sonny Bono because he was short, geeky, kind of pudgy, and he got the hot chick. Mm. And he did it when he was older. Sonny. Well done. Uh, no, you got You have to tip your hat to that. That's impressive. It is mm-hmm. what I aspire to. So, yes. Absolutely. So I've been, I was thinking about this and I was trying to think about this in, in a 1973 lens, which is really hard because I would have been one. I, I look. That's the loneliest up. number. Well done. Well done. Look, at, look, at, look, Andrea, that's, that's why we got him in this. Look at him getting into this whole old, old songs for this stuff. Well, I'm an old guy. I know songs. Yeah, He's good I, at that. For sure. That and bad puns. Oh, very bad puns. Oh, I like that too. But I was looking in 1973, who were your First Nations? We call them in Canada First Nations, by the way. In the United States, I don't think they use that term. Uh, do they? I don't believe so. No, and that's something I never understood, man. I mean, Christopher Columbus was one um, egotistical bastard. He's like, I'm going off to look for India. And he hits land and he's like, these people don't look like the people I was looking for. But we're in India, damn it. Because <laughs> that's what I was looking for. So that's what you must be. Well, I mean, he had bosses to report to. Yeah. What'd you find? Uh, Indians. Yes, I yeah. found a bunch of Indians. Well, they don't look like what we thought they would. Oh, no, no, that's right. what we're they, they said. They, they told me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got you to run with what you find. I mean, I, he might have had a real asshole boss. So from a Native American person, I outright asked um, that we were doing a, an awareness thing at work with um, a workshop facilitator. And we, we asked her, like, uh, there's so many different terms. What is the, the preferred term to use? And she said, you know what? You need to ask what they prefer. There are some elders that still prefer to be called Indians. There are some that would prefer to go by Indigenous or Native, Amer- you know, Native North Americans. So... First peoples, whatever it happens. To yeah, be. yeah. So they said it really, a it really dep- a lot. Don't give a shit. It depends on the person and the respect that you give the term. Mm-hmm. So However, if you're using any of it derogatory, half breed has never been acceptable. No, but no. that's so. My defense of this is that she didn't write it. She was asked to sing it. Um, and she, I mean, well, look at gypsies. Um, and yeah. yeah. So you heard it from the people of the town. They got, sorry. <laughs> wow. That was good. I could almost not tell that wasn't fair. <laughs> so this is her second <laughs> number one where she's impersonating a different culture, but she's all about the, the dramatic storytelling. Yeah, so there's nothing think... wrong with telling a story. It doesn't all have to be autobiographical. Yeah, and I don't think she's trying to co-op their culture and pull a racial... Nobody said that, A lot of people did think it, though. Like, if you look at the comments, if you look at some of the messages and what have you, a lot of people are saying, you know, how how dare you say that? And a a lot of the issue with that, of course, is the fact that she did try to claim 116th Cherokee on her mom's side. Well, she she did. Oh, no, no, no. I know she claimed it, but was she? I mean, no, was she, pulling she hasn't done a 23 more. and me that she's published, so nobody's really sure if that's true or not. 
Her mom was dark haired. She dyed herself, dyed her hair blonde because she was a working model. Her dad was Armenian, which explains why she's got the darker skin tone. So, you know, it really, it's, it's, you, but, you don't know. But at the time, she's telling the story of this person. Oh, she yeah. isn't, and she's doing it in an outrageous costume. Johnny Cash that was, was her not thing. named Sue. It's, it's not all autobiographical. Yeah. So while I don't he, like the song, he was a, he was the boy named Sue. He told you about anyway. Sorry. I don't, and <laughs> I don't be, agree with it. And I think that she should stop singing it in this day and age. But she only apparently stopped singing it about two years ago at her Vegas show. She was singing it right up until that point. But now she needed to make room for more um, ABBA because she's milking the the ABBA musical. She had eight minutes in. <laughs> What? what? She, she was an ABBA? A musical what? She was in one of the, um, what was the Mamma Mia? Mia, the follow-up to Mamma Mia. I don't know. Okay. Oh, so she's, she's, yeah, they made at least a second. I don't know. Oh, why? Why'd they make a first? But anyway. Lots of people like it. Well. Because you don't, doesn't mean it's not beloved music. Okay. That's true. All right, but um, if we're looking at 1973, what did we have in terms of United States demographics? What were the Native American people? They were getting their snot handed to them by John Wayne and Clint Eastwood. Mm. Actually, no, Clint Eastwood never. Oh, really yeah, I mean, honestly, the only time you saw a good Native American, First Nations, uh, Indian, whatever you want to, whatever nomenclature they prefer, was Tonto. Okay. And that was pretty much the epitome of a quote unquote good Indian. Because, I mean, the okay, States fair. did a magnificent job with their genocide on, the, uh, on, on their native population. Their First Nations are like disturbingly small. Well, think of this, right? Uh, Johnny Depp was ridiculed and destroyed for playing Tonto in the Lone Ranger remake. Mm -hmm. I was back home with my dad a few months ago and we're staying up late. He couldn't get, he couldn't get to sleep. And on this old Hamilton TV, they're showing some shitty Western. How did, I don't know what it was. Well, I know, I know the Indians in that movie. We're not Indians. That's for damn sure. Oh no, not all the time. Not in so, the West movies. No. Yeah. And Pretty much never. Any Westerns. And, and I guess I'm actually going to argue and I'm, I'm curious what the two of you will think of this. For 1973, this song was actually progressive. I would, um, I would agree with you. If it was, it's offensive now because it's sung by a white person with. Well, she's not white. Well, she's she's off white. Okay, but <laughs> but, but for 1973, Beige. nobody looks like Cher. No, no true. very Nobody true. And, like and she absolutely, she, I actually do have a friend who looks a lot like her, who is half okay. um, Cree. Mm -hmm. So, and the, the, the height that those bone structure, just yeah. stunning woman. Um, so there are, yes, she absolutely, I didn't know her heritage. I knew of the song. I just assumed that maybe she was half native or. I bet you a lot of people then did too. Yep. Yeah. But let's um, let's say some good things about this one. You're giving representation where there wasn't really much, and you're talking about the representation to these people 
in the sense that it's actually, you know, this is what I go through and, and you should kind of feel like shit because of it. Right. And, and I agree with you, Brad. It's, it's the way I sort of heard it. It was like, I'm picturing these station wagon moms hearing, singing that like, well, I would never be that type of person to somebody of that yeah. upbringing. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's what they really thought back then. I couldn't tell you, but for that particular point of view, we have to remember that the people in 1973 weren't really thinking that way. And it was a weird homage to, I'll just use First Nations, that's, that's, yeah. that's how I, I, I call them, mm -hmm. Canada. You know, so like when, when, like I'll use from sports, right? I mean, like there's piles upon piles of Indian names. In, in, in teams, some worse than others. When they first came up with that, in many cases, 120 years ago, they were doing that in some weird way of saying, well, they're warriors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They didn't, did they mean it in offensive terms? I don't, I'd like to think they didn't. Maybe some of them did. I don't no, know. No, but a lot of it was looking down upon, like, hey, these are, are lesser people. And we're so much more evolved. And, and that was that was a lot of sure. why and, and that was their know, they agree. were called savages and, and all, all these other things. Mm -hmm. Um but no, I'd agree with you, Kirk, that there the the song itself could even be performed today Just with some sheer. changes to a few problematic lyrics by an indigenous musician. Yes. Well, not necessarily. Wouldn't not wouldn't it have to be someone who fits that if we want to be completely politically correct yeah well the, 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 I don't know. one of the big difficulties with this song as well is that um blood lineage is determined by the mother's side much like in judaism in in um in uh first nations uh communities so my father married a cherokee woman it says in the in the lyrics there um and then she was born from it and her tribe the cherokee tribe wouldn't accept her which they would have because it's on her mom's side so she would have been accepted there so the guy yeah. didn't do a lot of looking into actual um native culture um and then on yeah, top the of reality that, is they would have been less likely to accept her if it was her father exactly. in the tribe that impregnated a white woman versus yes. the other way around but because the children are always raised by the mother mm -hmm. and the and the village the community but so um yeah so the fact is yeah she she would have been considered full-blood native at that point but then you look at the the white people into things there as well and you've always got if you're um mixed race black and white you're considered to be half black you're never half white you know, it's half Indian, half half black, half Chinese, whatever it is. When you look at it, because you look the traditionally, we looked at that with a colonial lens. I was going to say, I think we're seeing that because we are on the white side of that equation. And you do hear a lot of stories, especially um, in the 60s, 70s, 80s, even um, where ethnic communities would not accept people of mixed Yes, lines absolutely. as well. So I, I'm not. I mean, I'm sure that the whites are much worse for it because, <laughs> well, because it's generally okay. a lot more obvious. It's a lot Andrea, harder. You need to use our proper names for that and call us crackers. 
Um, it's a lot harder for a mixed race, uh, darker skinned person to pass as white than it is for them to pass as whatever yeah, their no, darker we're, skin. We're three people that cannot possibly talk about this. Um, no. no I, 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 so let's go to the song itself. Uh, before, Brad, you joined us, uh, Andrew, this is from, by the, the music is the background of the Wrecking Crew. Yes. So uh, that Andrew and I had talked about before. So uh, the Wrecking Crew, for those not aware, pretty much if you listen to something that seems highly over, I don't want to say overproduced, that's not quite accurate. If it's but, a tight band behind a single yeah. name singer, chances are it's the Wrecking Crew. Yeah, or the, in the like within the 60s and 70s, mm -hmm. this was the group. Uh, so musically, it's awesome. I honestly think it's... Uh, I read one review that call, kind of called it a pre-disco, they gave it a pre-disco vibe. It has a bit of I got of that too. It's got a disco feel yeah. before disco was a thing. I also like that kind of tribal beat they've got going on. Like mm -hmm. at the- oh, If you like that, you gotta look up the Hue. Uh, the Who? H-U. It's a Mongolian group that is amazing. But anyway. You just, did, did, was there like a bet for you to get that in? At some <laughs> no, but if you like that that drum beat and that the way that okay. rhythm carries, yeah. I, I was also thinking more too, like from from this like the seventy three lens. I, I could be off on the year, but uh, the Godfather when Marlon Brando and I'm I'm going somewhere with this. Uh, one best actor. He didn't show up. Okay, Brad, you said you know where I'm going with this. I know, I know the story yeah. on this. It's good. Yeah, yeah, and because I was trying to look up, like, who were the the First Nations or Native American stars of the early '70s? Pretty much when I'm looking that up, uh, well, the biggest singer then was Buffy St. Marie. Or look right now, it's Buffy St. Marie. Not yeah. much has changed. That's really true. She's huge right now. She's a powerhouse. Yeah, uh, doesn't look much different either. No, um, but she's she's an absolute powerhouse. Like sure. she's got all this good energy going on, and that's what's keeping her young. But at that time, so like Marlon Brando did not show up, and he sent in his in his proxy uh, a Native American woman named Sachin Littlefeather to accept the award on his behalf. I can't. I didn't. I didn't uh, YouTube what exactly she said, but basically was on the plight of. The Native American people then. And I think the thing that's really fascinating to me is A, I was probably the biggest Native American person at that point in time because Marlon Brando made her. B, they booed the shit out of her. They did which would because they never thought never happened now. No, they thought that she was disrespecting the Oscars, and Brando was just using this as a platform to actually draw attention to something he believed in which could also be both true and, and also see Brando is a weirdo. Oh, without a doubt he is, but he wasn't wrong. D, he wasn't wrong. Yes. Which is weird because he was, he was years ahead of his time mm -hmm. in the advocacy that he put forth because back then, and I remember people talking about it as I was growing up. Oh, when Brando did this, when Brando, mm -hmm. you know, sent up that, that, that Indian up there, you know, what a joke that was and all this other stuff. But he was 20 years ahead of his time in the way he was thinking to wind up doing exactly that to bring attention to a very real problem. Mm -hmm. 
Reading about Brando having sex with Richard Pryor really warped my mind, but that's another story for another time. Can't say I've fallen down that rabbit hole, Kurt. Uh, yeah, look that up. That apparently may have happened. But anyway. Huh, I don't doubt it. I mean, I do, anything can no, happen. I, I don't want to. No. Anyway. <laughs> so back to the song. Thank you, Andrea. Um, it might be fault, too. I got to say, I even though I obviously have feelings that Cher should not still be singing it, I think she did a fairly good job of it. Did any there's, of you guys in your research and check I out finished. Cher's... Oh, sorry. Go right ahead. He talks over me all the time. You deserve um, it. Wow. Make your point faster. Hey, Brad. Yeah? No, sorry. Go ahead. We're waiting. We're all waiting. For, for those just listening, uh, uh, Andrea has told Brad that she's num- that uh, he's number one. Twice. Eleven, actually. Eleven. <laughs> number, this one goes to eleven. Yeah. <laughs> So anyways, um, she's got a great tone. The The way she expresses the music brings emotion to it. When she's yelling out, half-breed, she's like... <laughs> what Muppet were you channeling there? Just about as accurate as Kirk on that one. Holy crap. Right? That you don't need good. to insult me on this. You just need to be <laughs> auto-tuned and you'd be, you'd be like Cher's voice double. So I think that she does a decent job with like conveying emotion and anger and just the, the um, yeah, just the frustration with the narrative. Sure. Let me throw this um, at you. If we couldn't YouTube that, that performance, would this just be completely forgot as like, as a, Cause like, again, you type in share half breed and that's the mm-hmm. first thing that comes up is that picture of share on the horse in, well, in the, the headdress with that whole horse and headdress thing. And what have you is I don't remember any of that. I remember sitting in the car, uh, hearing it on the radio, mm-hmm. uh, as, as we're driving around doing our thing. Uh, and you hear it come up on the radio sometimes. Cause I lived in Abbotsford we had one AM station, CFVR 850. And it was, you know, it, it would come up on occasion. And so you hear this. And from the very beginning, I didn't like Cher's voice. Now I can respect it, uh, other than the auto-tune bullshit. But did any of you in your research, when you're going through all of this, did you come across her Twitter feed? Yeah, oh, where I, she goes off about the half breed, and then the what the pussycat dolls girl. Well, not even a pussycat dolls girl. She was rejected before she even made it to be a pussycat doll. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know any of them, so I didn't know that. So the, no, I was yeah, I was reading up on with a pussycat well. reject. Yeah. <laughs> so the pussycat re- reject. Let's just give some background here. Yeah. Was Trump's indigenous or native american like the actual title <laughs> yes the national diversity coalition for trump as their native american ambassador okay let's, yes. let's do that as trump I, I just wasn't got here so I able to prove any native american heritage don't you wish your 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 squaw was as good as mine that's not bad thank you so that's okay, I was Trump doing that as Trump. I was not being offensive. It's not not Alec Baldwin level Trump. Okay, oh, I'm sorry. What should I shot? Should I have shot someone? Shoot, shoot someone first, then do it. Then we'll know. Okay. 
So anyways, yeah, so um, yeah, this this girl decides to take up the mantle of half-breed as her like term saying, you know, if it's it's not offensive if it's a slur that we're taking back. Let's which not we do have a friend who is um uh indigenous metis person and uh he will occasionally make jokes about being a half breed so you know what they're welcome to use the term to refer them to themselves if that's what they want to do but considering that this woman is probably not actually native is perhaps problematic i'm sure it's something trudeau don't say that he is i mean i'm sure trudeau looks at that costume that Cher had and said i think i've got something similar in my closet by the way, Trudeau versus Buckner, 2023. Let's make it happen. Boom. Anyway. Um, but then Cher was just going off, defending herself. Um, As she should. As she should. <laughs> at that, yeah, honestly, at that point, what are you going to do? Apologize for something that no, you, you know what you're going to do? You're going to look at it and go, hey, at the time, it was okay. Now, mea culpa. Mea, mea culpa. And, and just own it and move on. Because and she did actually apologize it, after. Okay, yeah, but the more you I, fight against it, the more you deny, the more you say, no, 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 I was right to do this and all this other stuff, the, the worse it gets for you. When okay, you but own it, when you're you doing that to an A-lister, sure. She's doing that to somebody, nobody knew who the fuck that was. It's like, who are you, Nat? I'm going to like, stomp you back down. Also, we cannot forget Canadians' country pop princess, or Canada's country pop princess, uh, who uh, also did this song. Shania Twain did this song? Shania Twain did this song in, uh, what was it here? She recorded it in 90. It was on her uh, 2001 album, The Complete Limelight Sessions. Well, she is part Ojibwe? Her uh, stepfather is Ojibwe. Oh, she's she's not. got she's got no native blood in her. She doesn't. Her, her However, also if you looked into I, I how don't. natives consider their bloodlines, adoption is a valid, um, true. valid way of obtaining native status. So, mm-hmm. well, look at that. I was in Sudbury for a weekend, and everyone pretty much that I met just said, "Oh, I remember Shania." <laughs> whether they did or didn't. It's like living here in Barbados. I've met like 12 people who say they've had sex with Rihanna. I <laughs> probably actually met zero people who have had sex with Rihanna, but 12 people at least who have claimed that. Uh, I, okay, I, I guess sort of if I, if I can put a bow on this, unless there's more here. I honestly... I have one more thing to say. Yeah, please. And it's just, sorry, I don't know. My fo- computer is going weird here. Stop it. Um... The lyrics at the end are the really the only ones I find problematic in the whole song. And where yeah. she says uh, she left them at 18 and went out on her own. And now she's basically been passed around from man to man. Yeah. I think that there's a lot in this song that could be empowering. And then you finish with that yeah. is insulting. Yeah, basically, hey, you know, I'm a half-breed, and so I slutted it up. Well, so is Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves. Well, nobody's the saying there's good messaging in these songs. <laughs> nobody's saying, you know, it, here's here's what you take away from this, and that is live your life like Cher. 
The other thing too is she was half breed. How come she just didn't sort of like, uh, she decided, okay, well, I'm going to go full Indian on this one, but maybe she just could have went full suburban. I'm half breed. And just could have wore a pantsuit and. Okay, I think the only thing that excuses Cher's costumes are the fact that Cher is always wearing costumes. That's true. She didn't have everything she wears is so over the top. This is just another over the top costume. And I think we need to talk about the horse for a minute here because that horse did not panic or change. Like you got a sparkly lady on your back that you can see through your 180 peripheral vision. And cameras all around, and you sat there like it was nothing. That horse should, I, I hope, never saw the inside of a glue factory. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with the right joke. I got nothing. Damn it. Maybe he was just moonstruck. Nice. Oh, Thank you. I'll go with that. Bump. Okay. Thank yep. Thank you. Thank you, kids. And with that, I think we have, uh, we're, we're, we're putting an end to this. This might be the last time we'll talk about Cher. I know she went to number one twice, unless we ever do Sunny and Cher. Because I believe I got You Babe went number one, did it not? Uh, we can forget the song ever existed. We could. We very well could. You know uh, what? The only time it was ever good was in Beavis and Butthead. I, I, I oh, shit, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God, it's not even bono though i mean look, think about what he accomplished that's that's amazing i need tb for my bunghole bunghole are you threatening me anyway so do you want to know what we're doing next week two what weeks. are we doing next week two weeks two weeks from now Oh yeah, two weeks from now. All right, because you're moving next week. I'm moving from, because yes, I'm moving from the Caribbean to... Winterpeg. So, Kirk, are you moving on up, moving on up to the top, to the top? Yeah, I I am. I am. George Jefferson is awesome. Oh yeah. George Luigi, baby. One of my early crushes was Roxy Roker. But anyway, uh, Roxy Roker, Helen Willis. I mean, that's another one. I mean, look at that. He had, look, look, the, the, the fine, slender black chick and she had the, the dumpy, nerdy white guy. How am I not going to be attracted to that? Hell. All right, I'm letting, I'm, I'm sort of spending too much time on myself here. Andrew, get me out of this, please. So hey, next Eric, week. you write a book? Hey, no, next wait. week. Next, next two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Two weeks. Next, next show in two weeks. We are going to go in the way, way back machine to 1959, I think. Ooh, okay. Ooh, shit. Yeah. And we're going to look at Bobby Darren's Mac the Knife. Ooh, the shark has. All right. Pearly White's deer. I was looking at murder ballads and ah, okay. I was thinking of. You did a good Stella song for yeah, well, we but, know how this one made it a number one. Yeah, we, we do know that one. God damn but it. But there's so much fancy shit. Oh, yes. Hmm? When, when Ella did it, oh. Kevin Spacey. We're going to have to talk about Kevin fucking Spacey now. Yep. Louis Armstrong did a oh, pretty good version of it. Is. I just love this song with how happy people are to be singing about a murderer. 
Yeah, but it is. It's such a well-arranged song that so many of the great crooners covered it. So yeah. I'm not, okay, shh, no, we're not, we're not. No, going any we further. got, we got stuff to talk about next week. Yeah. Or we two, week, two weeks, two, two weeks. weeks. Two, two weeks from now. With that, it's now promotion time. Hey, did, Kirk, you, did you write a book? I did. I did. Chavo Guerrero Sr., the late, great Chavo Guerrero Sr., you may remember him from his main events in Mexico, Florida, California, and as the, as, uh, the former WWE Cruiserweight Champion. You remember that, Brad? Oh, uh, yes, because I always watch sweaty, oiled-up men hugging each other for long periods of time. Okay. <laughs> That wasn't the best segue I was sort of hoping with that, but I didn't tell you that was going to be segued. But anyway, if you want to hear more about sweaty, oily men that are now dead, uh, you can read about Chavo Guerrero's story, Incident Classic. You can get that on Amazon.com. And a couple of weeks from now, Chris Bordet and I, we're going to also re reprise our, uh, this, this, how, how the hell was this on, how the hell was this on national television? What the hell is that damn show called? This crap was on national television. I have a lot of shows. I do a lot of shows. What can I tell you? Uh, we're going to be looking at that '80s show. Oh, mm. yeah, that was a that was a, a stinker. Poor decision. Oh, but yeah. do you realize that there's more of a time difference between when that '70s show was on TV and the '70s than I there don't is like between now and when that '70s show was no, on no, TV? No, 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 no. I mean, like, well, Matt, the mash was about the Korean War that was two and a half years, and that show ran eleven years. That's fine. It was a great show. It was a damn yeah. great show. Yeah, but they ran through the same Asian actors over and over. So does every show. There were, yeah, but no, they don't do that now. Back then, there was only five. They, yeah, exactly. They had five Asian actors. Who else are they going to use? Well, yes, there, there's that. But that I could, I could go. I could do a whole thirty minutes just on things that are wrong with Mash, one of my favorite shows. Yeah. There, but you're wrong. not. You're looking at that 80s there. show. Yes, it was we're racist, looking at that 80s It was misogynistic. It was, you know, it had issues, but it was a damn fine show for its time. Ash wasn't misogynist. Okay, we okay, that's uh, gonna just you and I, buddy. Anyway, so I've got that. Evan Nolan and I, we do a we do a weekly show where we look at halls of fame. I've also done a few interviews lately with people who are in my mock committees. Because sometimes Andrea and Brad and I were supposed to record this at a certain time, and I say, you know, we gotta do this later because I'm doing mock. Hall of Fame committees. I'm a mama committee. We've done that one already. I know. Okay. Yes. So that's pretty much it. That's the that's the end of my shill. Oh, I, I'm not done. I've got one more thing to shill. But wait, there's more. One. But wait, there's more. The United States Athletic Hall of Fame. You know, nobody trademarked that, but I did www.nothalloffame.com forward slash USA. Vote on the first ever United States Athletic Hall of Fame. Hey, who is your favorite American athletes ever? Who are the best? You can actually vote on that on my site because nobody else thought of this. How is that possible? <laughs> they lack your genius and foresight. That's going to be the only time that's ever been said in my direction. And thank you for that. Yes, there was no sarcasm there. <laughs> I appreciate that. With that, my plugging is done. Hmm. <laughs> Joke there. Which on. is what Kirk Girl. says after sex. No, after sex, I just go. <laughs> but anyway, sometimes during. Anyway. I'm Good night. Almost... My plugging is done. Yes. I'm almost <laughs> 50. Don't let the great hairline fool you. Good night, everyone. Stay safe wherever you might be. Bye.